Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review. This is for The Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 3, Hunted. And Joe and I are on the hunt for a good episode of The Walking Dead this season. Did we find it tonight? That was whoever that other guy was. I don't know his name. We we ended up losing a lot of, if you want to call them red shirt type characters in this particular episode of The Walking Dead. And here we are. We're back in. We got the Atari Dad in the live chat right now. I'm sure we'll have some other people popping on in throughout the evening. Sorry that I sorry if we're having a little bit of audio issues. I'm still working the ins and outs of this particular audio system with the new setup, and it's a little quirky here and there. I think my audio is back to being a, a little bit loud again but if uh as we're going on i apologize for any real life technical difficulties not the fun kind of technical difficulties but no i think that was maggie's other friend the guy that's been talking a lot of shit to negan through most of the episodes uh, pretty much each one of the characters that we met from maggie's new group were all killed in this episode each one of them which was good i guess that we just wiped the floor, but it was very interesting that every single character that got killed in this particular episode was Maggie's friend. And not necessarily a main character. The three main Yeah, I thought it was Aaron. I thought Aaron died. I thought, I was like, oh, look, good, finally. Someone major that, oh, but then they haven't been talking about it much. And I thought we were in a flashback. I don't know. It was fucking confusing. No, and they didn't really give us any of our main characters or anything big emotional. That scene, that scene... stunk to me more along the lines of the writers being like we have too many characters right now we got to get rid of a lot of them we got to show that this group is really really hardcore so let's kill all of them but we don't want to kill any of our main characters because that might create an emotional moment i mean Mm -hmm. it happened so quick and it happened so flash it was a decently filmed action scene with the focus on maggie alone seeing everything that happened in kind of a blink of an eye and i would say that's the highlight of this episode the direction or the way it kind of looked at times and focused at times i feel like wasn't completely horrible uh but the storyline reminded me a lot joe of one of the one of the early episodes that we got, one of the late episodes we got last season, the 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 COVID episodes, the those end of season episodes that were just so small. The story in this episode just didn't do it for me. It felt it felt it very was flat. Slow as shit. Yeah, this this to me was clear was clearly the worst of the group. And if you didn't think that it was going to end up uh, Maggie and Negan alone, you were you haven't been watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> like there's there was so much like the again i just kept getting flashes of the last of us in this with the bottle trap on the door we ever seen them use bottle traps before like and it wasn't even a thought of hers she just like picked up the bottles and put them there she she wasn't even like looking around for anything she like she scanned over the camera and then was like bottles on the floor and put them on the door yeah there happened like all right now i got a sound trap in case anybody comes through the door then they conveniently rusted out Paul and just so happened the spot that she was standing in where she was, you know, the walker can only come from fucking two directions. Jesus Christ. And we got the return of the silent sneaking up walker. It was really amazing. And the, and the woods scene when they were, when, uh, when the horse hunters were in the fucking woods. Are you kidding me? No, not the horse hunters, the whatever they're in, the group there. They were, in, it was them. They were in the woods, Maggie's group. They come across a burned out walker and all of a sudden they're surrounded. Suddenly they're surrounded, rather. It was a. It was hard. It was horribly. And all the cliches they used in this, 
like pretty much they've used before and then the soundtrack and the bottle traps were you know cheap rips from fucking the last and i also feel like somewhere they were watching the final season of the of game of thrones and they're like well this season's really really dark and we we, that seemed to work for them so let's make everything really really dark this season too and and that seems to be one of those things that they're leaning on this season in a couple of scenes and a couple of the bigger action scenes are very very filmed in a dark way, so you can't completely see the action going on. And I feel like... Oh, yeah, it was very dark. Everything in that building was super dark. And then they only attack at night. But in fairness, that created one of the few moments that I actually enjoyed in the episode were a couple of the the, the stuff that doesn't mean anything were things I enjoyed in this episode. A couple of the cuts, a couple of the shots. I liked the horror movie aspect moment when the lights flash for a moment when she lights the candle and you see the guy behind her not killing her just standing there and freezing for the camera for right, a second because that makes sense for what they've been doing this whole time <laughs> exactly right? but it was a good shot again it's style over substance with shit like that and it do- it doesn't completely work but from if you it onto itself just from an individual shot to add to someone's demo reel like the cameraman's demo reel it's like it's a fun shot anyways i guess yep and i and i guess i like the fact that they all ended up in that same fucking building through what presumably different entrances onto different floors and they met up wonderful that was nice that was good good for you three it was and hey we got more people in the live chat right now we got jake cruz popping on and we got ak popping on and we got lizard Carol did a lot of butchering and handed the meat off to others to go oh cook and God. serve. That's a lot of animal to butcher. That would have taken hours, question yep. mark. Um, Atari Dad says they're really leaning into the Predator drums this episode. I was going to mention the music later. Uh, the Predator d- drums and didgeridoo. We got a lot of didgeridoo, didgeridoo and in just, this. And just soft, uh, soft acoustic. And the m- music yeah, when they were chasing the horse, which was supposed to be kind of funny, Joe. It was supposed to be like, like cap, like let's follow them along. It was like a quick guitar strum shit. The music this season has sucked. Sorry, Beer McCready, you might punch me. I want to get a job from you one day playing congas for some soundtrack music. That would be a dream come true. Uh, but I don't, I don't necessarily love your work this season, dude. Uh, Atari Dad also says. It's ironic that Negan says that the Reapers use theatrics, seeing how they're the least theatrical villains in the history of the series. They don't bullshit. They just kill you. Um, how how does Carol still have bloody hands after this horse has been butchered, cooked, and served? Those hands would be bloody for months afterwards. Uh, AK, great to see you. Lizard says Carol did a lot of but- oh, more of the butchering. Lizard also adds, when did... When did they become incompetent about taking out walkers? Like they used to take right. out full groups, and then they survived this far, but now they're they suck with walkers and leading them and taking them out one at a time. What the shit is this? Yep. Like is- what happened to they're attracted to fire? Start a small fire, let them all walk towards the fire and go around the group. No, this is all the final season, fun. Joe. All rules are off. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like no timer bombs, nothing, nothing that nothing that they've ever learned. And then like suddenly out of nowhere, Maggie's like, "Oh, uh, glass trap this door so I know someone's coming in behind me." Because yes, you've seen me use that, and precedent is set that I've picked that up along the way or some shit. Like, L- like you said, she watched. She just recently. Everybody's magically a fucking badass, <laughs> and then like no the shit that doesn't matter. 
Joe, no, not everyone's a badass. We learned in this episode only our main characters are badasses. We see it clearly with Alden, the dude that gets stabbed. Maggie's walking through all calm. Who gets their neck sliced at the beginning? That was like aside from Gabriel. There that was, was that was that other guy, the guy that that was Aaron. No, that's not Aaron. Aaron is the guy th- that we see Aaron back at back back at no, Alexandria. I know, I know. It wasn't Aaron. I don't know how they did. It, it was like it was not they Aaron. Aaron back there. No, it was it was. <laughs> Was another guy joe they've just done such a shit job of introducing characters which brings me to my next point before we get into the recap of all of this fucking magna okay we we, we get this all this focus exactly we get all this focus on her in this episode in her interactions with carol and in her interactions with with uh kelly i oh, think the chick that gets eaten no 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 the uh, oh. I'm talking about back at Alexandria, the character oh. that that other new group that we got introduced to before the last new group. And a half ago, two seasons ago. Exactly, and we this is I feel like the first time we've been with this character in a long, long time, and they've almost changed her characterization. Maybe they've corrected it or changed it more closely to associated to what the comic version of this character is. But this is a prime example of a character that they just lean on the fact that. A percentage of the people watching the show have read the graphic novel series all the way through, and they have an, an, a built-in love for this character for some reason. And because of that, they don't need to build up who the character is to the television audience that might have no clue. They did the same thing with Jesus, and they did the same thing with a couple of other characters that they introduced, starting with Tyrese, where they kind of yeah. bring them in, and they don't spend the time to establish them as actual fucking characters because half the audience or a percentage of the audience less than half probably that has read all the graphic novels already have that basis of caring about the characters and that's been the biggest problem of the back half of the walking dead as as much as the writing sucks as much as the setups suck the fact that they've shuffled in new cast members worse than degrassi does it degrassi junior high has done this better than the walking dead has in the sense of introducing new generations of characters this is more like saved by the bell the new class have we evolved to talking about degrassi we have joe because because when they do because something the walking dead sucks so much we are now at Degrassi hey, levels. Hey, of, don't shit on Degrassi. That's that's. What is this? What 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 have you got me talking about? <laughs> Canadian kids melodrama, Joe. I'm already talking about one bad show. <laughs> no, Degrassi's not a bad show. Shame on you. But anyways, uh, Magna was the leader of the trash app people. No, that was uh, that was what's her name? J- Jadas. Jadas is the leader of the trash people. Magna, it was came with. She was the leader of the of the rapey cops. No, Magna was, Magna is the girl that came with Yumiko, came with the dude that's the musician guy, came with a couple of other characters, the newer, the the deaf girl and her sister, came in with that group of people. Uh, She sort of slipped through the cracks, but she is a focal point main character in the graphic novels from what I can have heard about her. And on the show... And she's a a Japanese animated character, manga. (laughs) And she's a... Magna or something. I haven't seen it yet. So, I don't Magna. know what you're talking about. Uh, I haven't seen any manga running through the screen. Nothing there, like that. There is no Magna. I'm sure that would be more. I'm sure that would be more entertaining than what Save we're watching. Roger Rabbit. Ian says, "Walking Degrassi." Ahmed says, "I don't understand why Alexandra didn't put Negan in charge." That's where it's heading. They need to be like. Uh-huh. They need to be like the saviors level tough here. Th- that's what they need to do. Let me uh, switch this. Switch this picture off. There we go. Um. 
need to be like the saviors to be tough. Let bygones be bygones. And I said that bygones be bygones in a Polly Walnuts voice. Killmonger, what's up, Phil and Joe? I can't watch this show anymore, but I might watch the series finale. Um, I mean, you're, I wish I could tell you that you were missing something and to be like, yeah, you should totally watch this. But I can't. I can't. Yes. Can't do that. Atari Dad says, anyone see Jadis with Mo Howard haircut in the World Beyond commercial? I did not. Uh, I only recognized Degrassi Junior High from the 90s. Degrassi was the shit in comparison to Sweet Valley High. We have a great discussion going on in the chat right now. I love it. I'm done. I'm done. You, you're losing me. Guys. You're <laughs> losing me. Connie's group. Thank you, Lady Stoneheart. Uh, good to see you. Who's Connie? Casey, Randy. That, Connie, Connie's group. Isn't Connie that, is Derek. No, Connie is, but before, before you go off here, Connie is the girl that was involved with Daryl briefly. The dog? Not the dog. The I girl. I thought dog was boy. Here, boy. No, not the girl. The, the girl, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later when we're talking about her sister. Wait, is it the, is it, I thought Connie was up with, with, uh, with. Bubba and and Goiter, Princess Bubba Goiter. <laughs> no, that's that's Yuki. Uh, you, uh, Yuki. Yeah. Anyways, Casey Randy says good to see you and Joe. Three Mandy weeks ago, the little deaf girl, Mandy, Boy. Mandy Patankin. Yes, the deaf, the deaf people. Uh, Mandy Patankin is in the live chat. No, um, he's not in this series at all, Mandy <laughs> Patankin. I don't know why you just made me say Mandy Patankin, but that's that's what you're doing to me right now, Joe. You're making me talk about Mandy Patankin because you don't want to talk about this episode of The Walking Dead. So, uh, but it is good to see us three weeks in a row. Thank you. It is good to be, good to be doing this a couple weeks in a row and get back into a rhythm of it. Uh, Joe and I will be here pretty much every week for the next. What are we down to now? What's our? What's our? Uh, we we still haven't made the advent calendar. 20? We're still in twenties. We're, <laughs> We're still, still in the twenties. We're still in the twenties, but we get breaks. Uh, we'll be here every week. Like I said, we may miss the twenty sixth. Um, and be on the 27th in the evening or double up the next week. That might be the only week this half season that we won't be around. Uh, but yes, ladies, darn it. Con Connie's group. Okay. Haven't watched that season. I guess I'll watch it. Good to see Killmonger. Great to see Casey Atheist, AK. Is Michonne still in this season? No, but they referred to her in a way in this episode to to symbolize like she's coming back. That, this this she's coming back. That soon. she'll be back. Yeah, she'll have her one episode. She'll have her comeback episode and be in one episode and one episode alone towards the end of the season. Where we see her die, she comes back or she dies. Maybe, or she or she comes back for her kids and goes off to meet Rick, and then we see her in the Rick Grimes movie. I don't think she, I think she's one of those characters that we'll see. They can pay her movie money to get her to continue with the series. And she wants to be on in the Rick Grimes movie as well. So I, I feel like her character will survive into that. Uh, let's see. But yes, Lizard, actually, I believe that Angela King really wants us to have more interpretations of meanings of the series. She has said this. The last season is based on old mythical figures. Oh my what? <laughs> what? This isn't Vikings. What, 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 the, what the hell are we watching? I, I wish we were watching Vikings. Joe, at this point, do you right, you would rather Hercules? be watching Ivar the Boneless right now, right? Oh my god, no. I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, because that series, as far as I was concerned, as soon as Ragnar was gone, it was done. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was done done. Like. Let's not linger too much in case people haven't seen the series yet. Old school Degrassi was the best, says AK. I'll watch the Rick movie too if they're still doing it. They are. Killmonger, there's going to be a trilogy potentially. 
Uh, if you have to explain it, Angela King, no one gets it, says Lizard. <laughs> Slight hit. The, oh, I hope you're doing awesome, AK. Wishing you Mythical the best. figures? <laughs> oh, she- lots of love to uh, to AIU and Devin. Uh, Johannesburg G out there. Lots of love to Rue and all and all of, uh, all of, all of the family. I love Bear McCree. I think Bear McCready is sitting some of the season out. The music is now dual credit between McCready and some other motherfucker. Um, I've been watching Titans. This show, that show sucks too. Uh, it's the guitar shit that's got to be the some other motherfucker that's putting in this yeah it's like this music mo- it's like a modernism to it you got to do the amazon lord of the rings when it comes out too we are absolutely talking about that series when it comes out glad you're hopefully you're feeling all better soon ak it is fabulous to see you back in the walking dead even if it's torturing joe it's good just to get us into the rhythm of doing this again so when good shows come up we're ready and able to be able to babble to you guys the reapers seem to ha- be more inspired by the purge movies as a med speaking of which um pro let's see uh lauren cohen needs the walking dead they better run her that bag she's in the figgy figgy era of the marvel greatness uh so she doesn't need the show anymore they better pay her fairly if they want to keep her i think they're just going to keep her in the movies and have her pop up since she has another career at this point and she's gotten out of the walk she's she's made it out of the walking dead wake to be able to get work outside of it so she doesn't want to go back and get that stink oh. back on her michonne so now right. now she's getting other work she's like she's fuck not to come back at all yeah, unless she's contractually obligated to come back for a couple of appearances, which she probably is. They probably have her signed up to have to do one appearance in the final season and maybe do Rick Grimes' but movie impression. do you think they'll hold her to it? Do you think they really hold her to yes. it? Yes. Like, fuck yes, because it? she – fuck yes. Fuck yes. Yes. Joe, you don't want to – Joe, you don't want to do this, but I'm holding you to this. You have a contractual obligation as my friend to finish The Walking Dead here with me, and I'm holding you to it, and I'm and I'm not I'm not even paying you. Uh, King McKay, right on note. Some would say Vikings. Is, is it, are we turning this to a Vikings discussion? We got the wonderful King McKay, and if you start to watch Vikings and you enjoy the Viking series and you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to King McKay, the best Viking coverage out there on any channel on YouTube. A a wild King McKay has appeared. And uh, woohoo, great to see all of you guys. Connie in the Eternals, that's why she left MIA. Oh, okay, interesting. So that's why they've written the character out temporarily. So m- mainly a lot of the disappearances that we have in The Walking Dead are based around characters uh, getting better gigs. So right, uh, it was probably because they had the time to, they had the, the schedule lockdown to do it, and then COVID hit and it fucked everything up. And according to AK, uh, Michonne has also written a successful Broadway play. She's got skills beyond the big screen. So she, the last thing in her worry is The Walking Dead. But the main thing in our worry right now is a recap. No, we didn't. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. Okay, so we open up where we left off last week, Joe. We see Maggie blinded by the light with this attack. We get a light focused on her. This group, this group severely outmatches our heroes joe and then all these characters whose names no, we did can't they remember match our heroes or did they just surprise them? they saw them walking down the street like a mile ahead of time i don't know how much they surprised them uh they saw them coming oh but but okay they they outmatched well, them that, this... that at least was a surprise they weren't ready for them like this a might gang a fucking mess this might man. seem like a dumb question is this is where i'm confused 
Is this group the same group Maggie was talking about earlier in the season? They only come I'm out. Thinking of, I'm thinking it is. But so then, then they are expected. Then Maggie should know what to expect by these guys. And th- they were coming out at night, but they also were very obvious. They weren't like what I expected her to be talking about. I expected it's like kind of sleeking in the dark. And they followed her all the way to basically there to begin with right yeah like, it, some guy wasn't some guy still attacking her at the yeah her and da- i believe her and daryl handled them at some point or later okay yeah, so we we wake that. we get a an action scene that reminds me a lot of the battle but like the Greyjoy battle that we get at the end of one of the seasons of game of thrones we got whips everywhere we got chains we got battle axes we got things throwing we got characters dying we got characters names that i haven't even learned yet they're Aaron died. Not Aaron died. Joe Joe's version of Aaron died. That other guy. His name wasn't Aaron. He was the dude that we met at the beginning of the season that came over and said, "Is that Negan over there? Because I'll kill him right now for you, Maggie." It was that dude. There was there was some dick pompous douche turd that we met that was friends with Maggie. That okay. Well, he looked like Aaron in that scene. Good. That's what I mean. He's not by not Aaron. I don't mean not Aaron. I mean like not Aaron. He did kind of look like Aaron. I see what you, I see what you see. It was Aaron. It, was there probably the actor's cousin? They fucked up. <laughs> they, they cast the actor twice because he was on the subway train last week. Aaron, <laughs> no, he wasn't. It was this yes, dude. He was no, it was Aaron. Hmm. Joe, you're you're crossing your Walking Dead character streams, which is understandable in the landscape of which the character place that no, we no, no, find no. ourselves in. Aaron didn't say nothing when he was filming the contradictory scenes because he was like, they're killing me, but I still need to get paid here, so I'm going to keep going. I hope they don't notice. (laughs) And they just wrote him right back in. They were like, all right, now where's Aaron? He's supposed to be talking to Carol. (laughs) So we're in our opening segment right here where Maggie watches all of her friends be killed. Daryl just pieces out of there, right? Like, at one point, didn't didn't Daryl just, like, run off? He's like, dog, come this way. Let's, Let's get the hell out of here. So Daryl's on another adventure, and maybe he joins back with the crew, but this is another, it almost seemingly reminder that Norman Reedus is like, dude, I don't want to work with these actors. I, any storyline that I have is going to be Daryl on the road alone. It's, it seems like every, just to recycle another thing, every engagement that we find, Daryl somehow gets separated from the group and goes on Daryl on his own now he's with Doc. smart. Dog. He runs away. Yeah. He's like, he's like, fuck that. I'm running away from absolutely everybody else because I ain't want, letting one of these incompetent fucks that doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut behind a fucking tree get me caught. Now, Joe, does I don't want to change the subject from this particular episode because it's such a dynamic episode to break down, but does any part of you have any hope for a series no. based around Norman Reedus's character, Daryl? No. no. The writing is so bad in this that... Who have they hired to do the writing in the follow-up series? It's probably the Seriously, same team. Honestly, answer, answer this question. It's, it's probably the same team. It's probably Exactly. It's probably the same team, or if not, members of the same team. Maybe some of the team are going. Oh, Joe. Actually, this just or... this just in. They've hired Vince Gilligan in team after they're going to be done with. Bullshit. <laughs> would Bullshit. it be Would it be good if they did that? Eh, uh, no. No. Personally, no. Frank, Frank, uh, what's Frank Darabont? Frank Darabont is would be your dream creator for a Walking Dead nope, spinoff series. Still wouldn't, still wouldn't be able to really bring it back or or do anything with it at this point in my mind. 
So you uh, you think at the point where the franchise has gotten right now, franchise completely killed it. Completely de- killed dead on it. dead on arrival, and then when the Last of Us comes, it's going to be stick the last knife in the heart of any Last Walking Dead fans are going to flock over to the Last of Us. This started as something more on television. This started as something better than than television had to offer, right? And it was a ve- it was though, event entertainment, right? And even though it it lost certain aspects after the first six episodes, right? It still managed to keep enough of it for a while, and that's debatable. Some season four, season, season two, five, love season three. I say season four, season five is what when it lost it. Yeah, I'd say honestly, I don't okay. want to just be hyperbolic uh, to the Glenn dumpster thing, but I think it. So the last couple of episodes were good episodes were around that time for me. And I'm not going to argue when anybody feels like it is because it's been argued to death at this point, right? So, um, the. It becomes that I kind of lost my train of thought a, a little bit here, but it, it, the the show reached a point of um, it went from that to being uh, what's that shot the, with the fucking San Francisco Full House? There. No, the oh yeah, <laughs> the witches there. Oh, Charmed. Charmed. It goes to it like. It's become almost as cheesy in a lot of fucking ways. I see what and, you mean in the sense of like early Charmed versus late Charmed. Like once Cole was eliminated from Charmed, what Charmed became in the back half. We're in that section of The Walking Dead where even when we get decent episodes, it's not on the quality level of the first half of the series. We're not even. Like, in- and, and when you know what you're watching, you, you're you're watching it, right? And you can be into it. And I'm not saying uh, Charmed was bad because I watched that and I liked it and I enjoyed it, right? Uh, but you you knew what you were getting right from the start and you got that that wasn't the case with this you can see this going downhill and you can see even like what they have done with the uh with the run length of the show and the amount of commercials they put into it right it's ripped straight it's a machine fucking... it's a machine it's elvis in his fat years now and, it's... and, and it is and it had, has been for so long that that even with any kind of dream team fell to answer the question no, they can't bring it back. No, it's they've they've so, they've it's, soiled it's, the property. I, I see. Correct. I see what you're saying. And and even all the spinoffs are soiled now, as far as I'm concerned. Everything that they've written for Fear the Walking Dead has felt like an extension from, like, all right, the Walking Dead has gone bad. Now here's more bad, just with a different story, because this is how we do things now. This mm-hmm. is how the show is made. This is how it's created. This is the writing process. And nothing changed from that for that first spinoff. So now you're going to have another spinoff with that. And nothing's going to change. It's going to be as bad as it is now and not as bad as it's it going was to be a then. vicious paradox. <laughs> like, of, it's, it's a paradox of horseshit. So let's jump into the live chat for a second and catch up here. I say Atari Dad says, I still say the spinoff is fake. It's not really happening. Uh, it's almost as if The Walking Dead TV, The Walking is a dead TV show. I love that. Good, good wordplay, Ian. Atari Dad, The Last of Us fandom is kind of similar state to The Walking Dead fandom due to the backlash over the second game. Joe will get into that. We're not going to get into too much of that right now, but when we get into the last of us discussions as we get when we get our first trailer and open up uh we'll get we'll get joe's thoughts even more in depth than that but second game is fucking awesome that's why that's what i've heard from most people that but i know there is some backlash and but i'm ignorant to it having never not played either games oh wow so you've missed out 
Uh, I know, I know, but it it is gonna make it. It is gonna put me in a very fortuitous position when watching the series for the first time and being uncovered by that storyline in a different way. If the series is of high quality, um, Bliss, a sensitive man. Great to see Bliss in the live chat. I haven't watched a single episode this season. I don't know if I have the heart to do it. And uh, we got I'm the. Gonna say, there's no, even if even if you never watched another second of us, which I know you you will because. That's just the nature of things, I guess. And you love us so much more than The Walking Dead. And, I, and because you're going to take this advice and not waste your time. No, don't. Please check in on us on Sunday nights. We'll be out here and say hi. But we'll try to make this as entertaining for you, even not watching the episode. But friends don't let friends watch The Walking Dead. Right? Seriously. Nobody ever should be saying, oh, you should watch this show now. No. Nobody's ever trying to. We're, we're, we're not doing that. We're, we're definitely not doing that. We're not even trying to promote this podcast, really. We don't want to encourage people to watch this show. Isn't that a hallmark too? Like if, if nobody's saying, "Oh, you gotta watch this show; it's so good." But maybe we show that your show is 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 done, right? Like, in like the last thing you want people to have to be saying is, "Oh no, it's nothing like like the like for fear." Oh no, it's so much better than that's not that's not an argument to get people to watch your show. Like like oh no 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 I th- this the. This dude, you so should. Dude, you should eat. Show. You should eat dog shit. It tastes so much better than cat shit. It it tastes so much better. Oh, we get the we got my usual suspect brother. We got Bridge Four in the live chat. He said those charmed witches though, and there's there's no problem with the charmed witches. Both 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 uh both third sisters. I have no problems with that. Even though I am partial to Shannon Doherty in the early years, but for in both cases, both from a uh, acting standpoint and an attractive standpoint, I'm I'm a Brenda fan. Ahmed, I miss a time when The Walking Dead used to include some indie songs during melodramatic moments. Instead, they don't want to pay for that. Again, it's a cash cow. It's it's like the end of again Elvis in '76, '77, when in between songs during the set, the Colonel came on the mic and was trying to sell gear in 1977. Be like, oh, you want to buy? some Elvis stickers. We got Elvis stickers for 1995 in the commercial booth right here. But the king is back. The king is back. Like they ran him into the ground, similar to The Walking Dead. Tracy G says they should have Tracy G. Great to see Tracy. They should have stopped after season six. No arguments out of me. Didn't one of those actresses. Yeah, Joe. Dirty Locks agreed. It started off seasons five through seven dragged on then just kind of became the same story over and over and over again. Cadigan. Great to see Cadigan in the live chat. Great to see everyone. AK, hate the reboot and what they did with it. Oh, about the charm. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch with it. The Last of Us, late 2022 on HBO. Bliss the Sensitive Man says, I think Gimple got cocky because the show was so popular. He lost respect for the audience and thought he could get away with putting out crappy writing in a television he show. Did. He absolutely did. He absolutely did. He And he greenlit. And I think he thought uh, because somebody put him in this position that he could do better than everyone else on the team yeah and i think they someone also probably said to him milk this cow for as much as you can do it and they didn't care at that point and they just went into overdrive they were trying to amc was trying to push vince to do that with breaking bad come on give us four more seasons of breaking bad before you conclude this we'll get breaking bad action figures we'll sell this we'll sell that all this sort of stuff and he's like no i got one more season but if you want me to do a spinoff, I'll do a spinoff. You know, like he kind of tried to control the action. So, you know, AMC was trying to influence and The Walking Dead was like, whore me out, baby. Gimple was like, you want Because they had already sold the properties were already uh, out of the owner's hands. Yeah. And the original creators. It's not like Invincible. Yeah, it's not like Invincible. All the lawsuits. 
where he actually owns it. Ahmed says, I feel sorry for Chris Hardwick, who still has to talk about this. Bliss says, I've been watching your recaps. I'm here for sure. Love you, Bliss. Thank you wait, so much. Wait, wait, wait. What was the comment before that? Who the fuck said that? <laughs> Ahmed, Who the fuck said that? Ahmed says he You feel <laughs> sorry for a man making a million dollars a fucking season or whatever the fuck he's making to talk about this show? What the fuck are we doing? The dude's on, on, on AMC right now talking to all the fucking stars and guest stars for years talking about he has to still do it. Are you kidding? This dude sitting next to me on the screen and I, we've been doing it for free for all these fucking years. Not for, him? not for free exactly because we just got our first super chat donation. Tracy hey, G, thank you. Except for all you guys who do that. Yes, that's but, for sure. Thank you, Tracy G. Give us a super <laughs> chat donation. We, we love you guys. Uh, my question is, why in the hell would they not adopt some storylines from the Walking Dead Telltale games? Bring Clementine easily four seasons. Do some sort of trade-off like that. Would you have, and I know you're a fan like of the- what? The Telltale what? games. Would you have liked to see some of the storylines from the Telltale video games, like the character of Clementine being introduced? Well, I was saying if he is, their, their webisodes were fantastic, and I think they should have done far more shit like that. Like, and World War Z, it should have been exactly the book, and just these uh, these vignettes, these small vignettes of of zombie shit. Like, at a certain like, is a to original. Is a toast original, for you, Tracy. Uh, those original um, webisodes were really good. They were fun. Yeah, too. and I, I'm going to mention that in a little bit later. OTDA, great to see OTDA in our chat. He says, oh, Joe Jerdy Cox. I haven't seen him in a minute. Cheers to everybody. AK, great to see everyone in the live chat. King McKay, uh, still in here. It's so sad to have to recommend a show with caveats. Cough, cough, season eight of Game of Thrones and some parts of later Vikings as well. Cat, get season six finale of Walking Dead still churns my stomach on how they ended that cliffhanger. It's good punishment for Hardwick. It's a hard life out there. Atari Dad says, don't feel sorry for Hardwick. He's married to Wildem Randolph, Hearst's granddaughter. He's set for life. Uh, you make a good point, Joe. Chris should, <laughs> Chris should feel bad for us. He's got a sugar mummy. The content writers of The Walking Dead couldn't do what the Telltale no, writers did. Telltale didn't. writers were great. The Game of Thrones game was great. The, uh, the fairy tale game, I forget, uh, Wolf Among Us, that yep. was great. The, uh, the Back to the Future game, I know it was early, but it was... Sucked. I liked it too. I liked the Back to the Future game early nope, too. It so. Okay, it sucked. <laughs> no, <I don't laughs> it was the worst of them all. Because it was the I first one. Because it was the first and one, and they why, were working out. And they were they working on some of the bugs. To be exactly I still right. enjoyed it. Speaking of Back to the Future stuff, uh, before we move on, I know you're a big uh, Rick and Morty fan. How do you feel about? Do you see the little live action clip with uh, Doc Brown playing? All uh, they do is jump out of the fucking portal. And it was. It wasn't like more. It wasn't more than that. It, yeah, that's all. That's all it was. I don't know if it's going to be more in an episode or anything yeah, like that. No, no, he sounded off. <laughs> I was curious if you were taking it. <laughs> could, could you give me your impression one more time, please? That's it. No, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. That hurt. No, I'm so fucking serious. That hurt. <laughs> Dream Team for TV show, D&D, &D, write the show in Hardwick, makes the after show. Hey, we got Chris H. in the live chat. What's happening, Phil and Dirty Joe? I just hurt Joe's throat. He might not talk for the rest of the episode. <laughs> the current writers, he got a sugar mummy. So let's get back into this. We, we we didn't make it past the first scene of the episode, so Maggie looks... Oh, God. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, we didn't. Ma Don't worry. It's a quicker recap. I lost it after a while. Maggie loses... Uh, the was there wasn't anything after a while. The, the they music. They fucking meet up and they 
go fucking hide in the church. And priest Bob says, there's no God here and kill someone. Wait, keep going. Torturing him and finding out as much or, or at least taking his confession. No, you got to tell me everything. If you want prayer, you got to tell me everything. That's the way it works. You got to open up. You got to tell me it all. You got to tell me everything. Who you with? How many of you? Where you from? I'll pray for you. Don't worry. Now there's no God here. No God here. You're dead. (laughs) And, uh, kidding me? Like, Fuckhead, you did the exact same thing to that fucking parish last week that you did season fucking whatever. Like, even him, his. They all change out of nowhere. It's fucking stupid. It was. It was kind of stupid. Out of nowhere. So after the Maggie intro where we lose everybody, we come back in and we're back in Alexandria town and we see some crows or whatnot in Magna. Uh, Oma shoots one, but we change the focus to Carol and Kelly, who Kelly is Connie's sister, Joe. Kelly and Connie are uh, the two of the groups that came with Magna and came with uh, came with making that shit up. (laughs) I am making names up. I'm making up. No, you're making not just the name. You're. (laughs) The sisters thing? Come on. They're, they're sisters. One of them's deaf. Okay, so they talk to Magna about switching shifts. Two of them are deaf. Then we... Oh, yeah, the other one lost her hearing, too. So then we go off are to... Are those sisters also? I think they are. Are those the two you're talking about? Yes. So the three of them are sisters. No, there's two of them. So there's three sisters. One of them's a lawyer, took off, was like, fuck you guys. I stop playing your shell game, Joe. Stop. And, then the, and then the other one got buried. Stop playing your shell game with me. One, you're just trying to avoid hearing about this episode. Then we go off to the real Aaron. <laughs> then we go off to the rear, real Aaron. Not that guy you think is Aaron, Joe. And Carol talking about some workplace drama. And catching horses and whatnot. And Carol needs horses because, I don't know. And then, and, then, uh, and then they need to go back and they need Carol to eat. Carol the Great. Ca- Carol is the Great. So then we see some kids. This was... This was to me one of the worst scenes in the whole entire episode. We see the kids. We see a uh, Muppet Babies, some da 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 Walking Dead Babies. There, is this a spinoff? Another spinoff series that they're promoting soon? Walking Dead Babies. The next scene in the what? The next scene in the episode that we get is a scene of all the kids together. Oh, the kids playing cards. Where my mom's gone. Where I walked miles with my mom. Now she's gone. We're orphan girls. Where, 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 where? Uh, we're smarter than the adults. We're walking. Oh, Michonne is gonna run into Jadis. Maggie and Negan. I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna run into Rick and Jadis and bring them back into the story. I don't know, but we'll have to see. So Grim the Mu- Reaper. So we see the Muppet. Nice ba- to see ya. Oh, the Grim Reaper Princess. Hey, Phil and Joe, Dirty Locks. It's me, the real Callie. Callie. I changed my name to escape my dark past for liking The Walking Dead. <laughs> Thank you so much for that amazing super chat donation. I'm gonna finish my beer for you, and Joe's drinking as well and doing some hippie activities right now. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, hippie activities. Oh yes, I meant listening to some fish. So then the the kids are so wise. They're funny. They're they're just like adults. It's amazing. And okay, Joe, you were talking about webisodes earlier. Don't waste my runtime with the Muppet babies here. I don't care just because you need to give them all like scale for being in an episode. Do a webisode. Do a webisode. Do a freaking web. This is a webisode if I've ever seen a freaking webisode. Show show the kids in a webisode. I don't need this in the episode to pad out the runtime. 
It's stupid. Yep. It was irrelevant. It came out of nowhere. It was just so we could have the yep. scene at the end with the eating the flesh, just so we get to know the kids a little bit. Oh, and look, they're all eating the horse. The kids are tough, too. Why would they know anything different? Why would they know anything different aside from eat what's put in front of you, kid? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, Don't one kid would. One kid wouldn't be like, "Ew, I'm not eating horse." You haven't eaten in how long? You're eating military rations. You'd be, you'd be eating. That, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Right fucking now. <laughs> fucking stupid. That cooked ass horse that they put in front of them smells delicious. Dude, I'm hungry when I. I don't. Dude, you know that what smell, I? That probably smells just like every other fucking meat that you would cook. Joe, on the grill. What, you smell that? You're like. You know my weird eating habits, but better than anyone that might be listening to this thing. You eating the rat, dude? You eating the spiders? Dude, I would eat the. I would be snacking on those spiders like there's freaking spaghettios and meatballs. We all are. I mean, I mean, there's something to be said. They've had unlimited food and they haven't cared about food in like ten years during the apocalypse, for some or since the prison or some shit. Like, I. I just thought it was still fat people. I just still I, fat people. I just thought it was a stu- I just thought it was a really stupid fucking Mongolian. Like no car tire. Hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. Also, no car tire would have air in it. Like, how's where's Daryl getting a compressor to put air in any kind of tire? He's doing it with his mouth. A tire doesn't move in like six months, and it's flat. Period. Right. Dude, um, my my tire sits out overnight, and it loses half of its air. In some in the temperatures we're having with the humidity you know, and shit. Like, there's so much wrong with so much of this show at this point and all the years. Like gasoline is still workable. What? For generator? What? Joe, we what? do need to do one more toast to the Grim Reaper for that amazing super chat donation. One more one more double double drink. That that's a two that's a two drink uh two drink. Mm. Thank so you. So we should try to match him. <laughs> I wish you try to beat him. I, I love I love when you play that game, Joe. But it's it's definitely not about that. You don't want to be. You don't want. It is. It's all about that. Nobody wants to be the number two guy. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you're. No one wants to be, be our OnlyFans king of the room or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, please, please, uh, please leave a comment if you want Joe to start a OnlyFans. So let, let me zip through this a little bit while uh, while we're while we got a second here. The kids are so wise; they're wiser than the adults. Haha, <laughs> it's so funny. Off to Maggie escaping alone from the slaughter in the warehouse, but another knife almost hits her head as the hunter in the didgeridoo music is attacking her as she's tra- as she heads into a trapped location instead of staying outside where she can. Con- Constantly run around. As Joe mentioned earlier, I did notice that she just set bottles up that just conveniently happened to be there. Joe mentioned earlier that that is something from The Last of Us, I guess the second thing of two weeks in a row where he's pointing out some stolen material where the writers obviously have played the video games. Now we're with Maggie with a nice perspective shot. Good direction this episode from point of view. What? No. Go- what? Good visual point of view. Good visual direction from Maggie's point of view. One of the directors that the director that worked with the throwing of the with the okay, I'm gonna be silent for a minute. So and and (laughs) throw the fucking thing behind me and just barely miss the guy because I'm a fucking ninja now. All of a sudden, she had how to throw and I know how to throw axes perfectly. And a fucking weird ass goddamn. She's so fucking stupid. She spent a lot of time at the farm at one of those axe throwing competitions. Stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. It was like 
She should. <laughs> Bullshit. Get. She's a mother. She's gonna stand around and fight all these fucking people instead of just fucking booking it. No, she's gonna take the moment to like throw an axe or whatever the fuck it was, whatever awkward, weird weighted fucking thing, and throw it perfectly at this guy's head, who she's not even fucking looking at, can only hear with her fucking uh her sonar hearing of fucking blind new york dude there yeah shut the fuck up joe i wish i could i really wish i could stop letting me get this ammunition to fucking spew out of this fucking tight fucking hole of the belt i got so anyways maggie's my bell's palsy hasn't gone away because i'm forced to watch this fucking show so walking dead is what's given joe bell's palsy so we get another knife almost hitting her as the hunt in the didgeridoo music is setting up uh, we we get the nice perspective shot in a decent direction oh, from the point of view that. as she's exploring this useless location. Again, a lot of this season is very dark. I think they still wanted to copy The Walking Dead, even though the last season What's failed. Dark about this season. I mean, visually dark, like oh, okay, low yeah, camera. I not, I, yes, no, I, I, and then I agree. I mean, not not uh, yeah, not story, like, not story beat dark. It's the second time I jumped on you when you said that, no. you're like, no, no. I mean, like, no, oh, I mean, I mean, like, right. I mean, like, turn your iris on your camera up a little shut bit. Your, shut your room light off so you don't have any reflection. So you blacks <laughs> are, are like, yes, oh. you, you better watch this in uh, on a on a high on a special television. OK, so she's faced with uh, the sneak up silent walkers that we thought were obsolete. But they yeah, show yeah, back her up. sonar hearing all of a sudden doesn't fucking work <laughs> when there's a goddamn walker on the other side of a goddamn tree that's sneaking up from 15, 20 feet feet away in the goddamn woods fall woods with leaves and twigs all over the fucking ground yet again <laughs> yet again Cadigan says stop yeah oh, we're not even there yet we're still at like getting are we back are we in the building yet? we're in the building now we're in the stop yeah killing joe uh so more of her walking in the dark as we see when she lights a lighter and when she lights the lighter the dude the reaper's behind her looking like the guy from scream with a knife getting ready to stab her is he wearing a scream mask is that the mask he's wearing or is it just what no they're all wearing stupid like <laughs> uh they... there's not a single mask there that 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 is anything from anything like, I think one of the masks might be from, like, what does the fox say? <laughs> what does the fox say? Mm. Fucking stupid. What how, do we make, how do we make our menacing gang even more menacing? I know. What is it with the, the masks this season? Last, We're going to put one of our guys in a mask, and then we'll have them all attacked by, like, another masked gang. I mean, I mean, maybe... Is may it really? No, it is so... So much of the, so much of the last uh, year of the world has been about masks. Maybe they just had stuck in their heads, so they had to say, "Put every character in a mask." And then, and then last season, and then, and then the whispers—they were all wearing masks. Well, everybody, like we can't. It is. It's what's that show? The movie that somebody else fucking mentioned there. It's a let's all kill everybody because you it's know, a style choice. Work. Okay, no so rules today. So we see only main characters survive the fight, as we see an injured Gabriel who is preying on some injured uh, one of the Reapers and wishing for some good luck. And we see a close up on the mask as the Reaper limps away. Another decent visual as he, Gabriel goes after him. Then we see Maggie looking around, even though she knows someone is behind her. She seems very casual at this point. So we see some props from the, the my, this is my favorite cameo of the season, Joe. My very favorite cameo of the season. We see the we see the mannequins from Nip Tuck make an appearance in this episode. 
And I and they gave some of the most solid acting I saw in the entire performance. Those of you that didn't watch the series Nip Tuck, there were these performing mannequins at the beginning of every episode, and they made an appearance in this episode of The Walking Dead. They had some of the most, the least wooden acting completely in this entire episode were those mannequins. They were placed in a really interesting way, adding fire and and depth to this particular scene. I have to give full credit. I have to give my Chris Hardwick award of love and beauty, my my Bob Odenkirk award of the night goes to the mannequin Joe. Yep. And I like I like the uh the two the two bad guys just laying in wait, silent movement again. It's foolish it's really foolish it is stupid uh we got another super chat donation from tracy g thank you and 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 fucking negan who's like oh we're just gonna go running towards the screaming like in this instance negan you went towards the screaming because you saved maggie another dude here yeah negan's a bunch of conflict right now tracy says phil daredevil littlefinger and mans are in a new series on september 9th called kin in the ira just like gangs of london looks phenomenal on amc definitely we'll try to check that one out thank you so much katika says the show ruined the whispers in my opinion tv alpha looks like uncle unser from the adams family uh and let's continue into this a little bit uh, we see some props and mannequins from Nip Tuck, and then we see Aiden or Alden. I thought his name was Aiden. It's Alden or so Alden. And then he quickly, like immediately, this was one of the most comical moments I've ever seen on The Walking Dead, unintentionally comic. M- Maggie walks through this situation. It's so unintentionally com- com- comedic. It's not even funny. They, they, It almost needed some, I almost want to re-edit this and go old school YouTube on it and re-edit it and add some really stupid sound effects to this scene because it is so stupid. Maggie walks through the mannequin room after she just saw a dude behind her. Like, literally, she lit the lighter five seconds earlier in the same building. She threw him off the edge, though. So this is... A, did she throw him off the edge? Maybe I missed that. So, okay, either way. Yeah, the banister broke, and she fell through the... Uh, he fell through the banister. Okay, I missed that. I missed that part because it was banister. it was so dark. Thank you, Joe. But either way, she's walking through, trolloping through the room like, oh, no problem. It was almost an outtake kind of speed that she was walking through. Aiden pops up. Alden pops up. He's like, hi, Maggie. How you doing? And they, like, walk to each other, like, real calm. Like, like she's about to shoot him, and it's like, oh, it's fine, fine. And then he just gets tackled out of nowhere. Arya starts comes running in off camera right. she has nowhere. no peripheral vision whatsoever she does not see this dude coming no and he just jumps in from nowhere coming from a foot away because he's standing literally right off camera waiting for the director to point at him point jump. him to go yeah enter there gets gut guts fucking what's his because name you can literally because you can literally see all the way across the fucking room but somehow doesn't see Aiden either until she's halfway across the room and right in front of him. No, it's so fucking convenient. And then bang, uh, then we see him come in and then he gets tackled easily. And then that guy goes after Maggie and Maggie's able to throw him off a little bit and break a bottle and smash it on his head right when Negan comes in and comes to save the day. But right as that guy's about to die, he throws like a flashbang or something. It wasn't a grenade because it didn't actually, it just, they they easily walked away from it. Yep. And, uh... And Negan tackles her and saves the day. Alden is not dead. He's just almost. He's very, very badly wounded. Negan, who we see at the very beginning of the episode, got stabbed in the leg, like a knife through the leg, seems to be walking around fine. I don't know. I don't know what 
kind of opiates that they're taking in The Walking Dead when they get stabbed. Maybe they have some medicine, some med packs too or something. There's some duct tape that they duck that up they they jump in the river that Arya stark went in after she got stabbed in the gut and then can jump around but but this dude walks several miles with a gutted open gut and negan's jumping around pretty pretty easily when he got a look barely flesh but dude i get a weird pimple in my leg i'm limping for a week they have no budget for any of this shit anymore they are trying to save every they announced the fucking ending and they were like, whatever you can save, you can split in a bonus or some shit. There's, there's, That's what they told them. They have that some bounty. On, the deal. They have a bounty on stupidity or something. Negan says, uh, are we going to keep going? Dude's like, yes, I can walk. Negan is like, dude, what's the plan? And, uh, and he says, if I know theatrics, and these folks just told us how serious and insane they are, and we can't be on a road or any road that they're on, this is a shit plan. And he's yep. right. It's a shit plan. Do you think there's... But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Negan, uh, the plan right now is to get somewhere safe. The only safe place is away from them. If away from them is also happens to could possibly be to where those supplies were, then that's not a shit plan. If you have to go back past them to get home to Alexandria or go around them, chances are you're going to run into them and just as much trouble as continuing on to your destination. Yeah, Negan, in a way, is playing that just natural contrarian to everything at this point, too. And they are setting it up in a way to make him seem right in a lot of situations. But in this one, there is no right decision. I mean, Maggie did. No, no. Maggie's decision is the right decision. Because like I said, if you turn back, you have to go through the bad people again. If you go around them, you chances are going to run into them again. If you muster on to where you were going, at least it's still in a direction away from them. Hoping, hoping, hoping. But any other way is not hoping. It's knowing the difference. I it's think knowing the uh, that you are going back into them, and that's not smart in their condition. And if they go back, then it was all for naught. If they go keep going and they get the last couple of miles and they get to the supplies, then it's not for naught. Yeah. So Maggie's plan is the right plan, or maybe to find shelter and stay in that church with them. But they're going to get fucking tracked because yeah. you can easily track on concrete, apparently someone walking excuse me so we've seen them do that before in this show so so we see we see more nip tuck background and we're off to the next scene which is rosita who needs something to do so they have her out there farming and then here comes kelly manga in magna sorry i keep calling her manga uh magna and carol for a (laughs) funny guitar lethal weapon music scene to catch a horse and that's basically what it is. If you've ever watched Lethal Weapon except it's saxophones and stuff, it was similar music to that. I know we're commenting a lot on the music tonight, but there's not a lot to comment on the plot, so we got to comment on something. The The music was very funny, casual, uh, 70s, 80s background music in this scene, and it was not good. It, it, they tried to make it seem somewhat lighthearted as they failed to catch the horse three times in a row, but it for a scene... And, I usually wait to talk about ends of scenes when we get to it, and we'll talk about this when we get to it. But for a scene that ultimately ends with Carol uh, going all uh, Godfather on a horse's head, 
it's it's some weird music. It's a weird choice by The Walking Dead to, in the way that they framed all of and this. Is that, and, and is that the one they all took the second to be like, oh, no, I think he wants to come with us. <laughs> yes, and they ended up killing. Is that the one they ended up killing? That's the one she ended up saying, look at the flowers, horse, and, yeah. and gutting well, Mr. Ed. Carol killing it. Yeah, of course. Look it, at the pretty flowers, horse. Look at the pretty flowers, Mr. Ed. Do it. So Rosetta says she's been having dreams. And this was weird, too. This seemed like an outtake. Like, whoever wrote this deserves to be fired. Rosetta says, I've been having... It, it's dialogue akin to Padme and Anakin sitting on the beach uh-huh. having that discussion. I love you. I'm so in love with you. I love you, too. The dialogue was just so, like, all time... Are we okay? Yeah, we're okay. We're okay. Rosita says, she, I've been having dreams about Joe. I've been having dreams about Abraham. Something so, something uh, important. I can hear him, but then he gets his head blown away. And I don't know why I'm telling you about this. Um, okay, on to the next thing. And then they cut off, off to Manga and Kelly talking about something for two seconds that I don't even know what they said. And it, they, they sort of came in the middle of their conversation and they went away. This was... I talked about good editing earlier. This was horseshit. I don't know what they were trying to do here. It was, it was just, all horseshit. It was all mixed around and weird. So Maggie Negan and Alden talk some smack and limp away as they decide to... Uh, to go towards the screams as Negan says, that's a great plan. Let's go towards the screams. And it's Agatha all the time over there. And she's in a fight with the walkers. And she talks about, she says one of their other buddies that we're, we met and we lost Duncan is over here dead. And, and this is weird because all these characters that Maggie knows are lined up dead in a row for her to meet and say goodbye to. It, it was very convenient. Uh, so so if she goes and she says she's so sorry for Duncan and she cuts Duncan's throat before he can turn into a walker. And it's supposed to be an emotional goodbye to this character of Duncan. But... Do you remember meeting this guy? Who the fuck was Duncan? That's what I'm saying, Joe. He yelled at somebody in the train, I think. Yes. And, and like, was in the group of, like, you want us to kill Negan right now for you, Maggie? And that's all we know. Like, How How can you... How is it... How... The same thing with the chick. How are we upset that this chick died? Who the fuck is she? Why do we care that Maggie's upset? Who the fuck is Maggie at this point? Ex- and that's my fuck? and that's my point, Joe. We haven't seen Maggie for fucking years on this show. She's going to break over this chick? She's going to break over this chick. Everybody or this dude. Have a fucking own. Beth, she didn't even break over fucking Beth. No, she didn't give a crap about Beth. Her whole She's sister. She's going to try to run back in jo- and pull her out of a fucking horde of seven fucking zombies eating her. Like she don't have a kid at home. But Joe, she wouldn't open the door of the train for that other kid. <laughs> right? Right? Like, it doesn't make what? sense. Her character's clashing with, with certain aspects of it. It just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm sorry, you can't expect, and and don't tell me they weren't trying to have an emotional Walking Dead moment here because you had the music. I Don't make me play it. I'm going to play this stupid music that's fucking, that, that's overplayed on my freaking show, the stupid piano music, the sad piano. You played this kind of music in the background and sad music while Duncan, I'm sorry, Duncan. I saw I should have brought you here. And she's crying like Sylvester Stallone in uh, when Mickey dies in Rocky. Nick, I'm sorry, Nick. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm so sorry. You made it safe. I'm sorry. Maggie. I'm sorry. All that matters is you made it. Yeah, safe. and exactly. All that crap. They're trying to create this emotional moment, and you can't. I'm Walking Dead writers. Come here. Come here. Come here. I gotta tell you something. Emerald eyes is right. You can't create emotional moments if you don't know characters. 
It just doesn't work. I'm sorry. Guys, this isn't about being good writers or not. If you don't make me know, even in the monocle, like a tiny minuscule amount, know a fucking character, I'm not going to give two shits because he's a cardboard cutout puppet on screen that isn't a real person. He's Pinocchio. He's not a real person. He hasn't become a boy yet. You become a boy as a character when you learn about them. I mean, again, you can talk about shows that have horrible stories, but if you have good characters, you actually give a shit and you and you know them. You can say a show like Lost, for instance, which isn't the best show in the world. You can say that show had a horse shit ending and the storyline was crap, but I know who Sawyer is as a character. I know who this person is as a character. These new people that got introduced, I know who Benjamin is as a character. And they were new characters they introduced every season. That's a bad show. Not a bad show, but it ended up being a, a subpar show at the end great season one great se best season one of all, one of the best season ones of all time of any show and but i'm saying like even when they introduced new characters they spent some time with backstory getting to know them before they killed them off in the next episode the walking dead at least learned from a shit show like lost emerald great to see emerald maggie is annoying as fuck yeah I abs I especially right now. Atari Dad, Maggie cried. Oh, I'm so glad you're off the fucking Maggie juice, dude. You were all fucking hardcore Maggie by the because, time she left. Because Even when she, like on her exit episode, you were still hardcore. The actress Maggie. was doing better work back then. Yeah. Or I, they were I don't think I don't think her she her performance hasn't changed any. The, maybe it's the writing then. So Agatha all the time brings Maggie to a dead Duncan and she saw and So okay, okay, let's explore that for a quick moment then. Please. Wow. So maybe it's the writing then. So the writing is bad enough where Maggie's performance sucks now and has made her annoying as fuck. Therefore, Maggie's performance has always sucked. Or she just doesn't have the... the the. Cohen uh, Lauren Cohen just sucks. Thank you, Katie. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'm getting at. That's why her other show also failed because that had she's bad writing fine. and she's horrible in her job. She's just hot and that's what everybody was kind of focused on if people didn't hear katie she said she's hot and that's it <laughs> people, and that's it as 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 always the crow speaks logic so uh are we <laughs> okay exactly that people want katie to drop in that we, we got a katie drop in right there so it's supposed to be an emotional goodbye to crow duncan has flown through. <laughs> the crow has flown through and dropped her knowledge so uh he's not dead and yet he tells her how good and lucky the main characters are he's like you're so lucky to be a main character maggie because you don't die in huge huge battles where everyone should have been slaughtered but somehow you negan and gabriel survived i don't and daryl I, I don't know i don't know how you I get know. oh my fucking god <laughs> The bulletproofing is so stupid. It was really in bad in this episode. We're gonna kill off everybody else on this voyage except our five main characters. characters. It, that it, that was really bad. We should have at least lost one of our characters in the in the. We did, Aaron. It, not Aaron. It's not Aaron, Aaron. It's not Aaron who's back at the. At no, the, no, no. That's the, Aaron. That's Aaron. No, Aaron's dead. Aaron. I'm telling you, dude. This is like some sadistic who's on first skit that won't times, end. That scene. You need to watch again. Emerald says she's not even that hot. Lost even made you care about the boat guys by the finale. Exactly, Tari Dead. The boat guys? Who the fuck? No, stop with the Lost. <laughs> Lost died at season one. There is no at the end. At Joe, the I end want you to start doing videos for the channel the day the show died. You know, you tell me like when. The day. <laughs> no, other people do those videos. I'm coming. 
die. I want I want to know when you think TV shows. I want eat, you to... eat sharp junk. Sharp junk. Sharp junk. Wow. Junk. Yeah, that's a different shark thing. That's. Junk. I don't want to hear about the uh, the the, the suic- sharp junk. The Suicide Squad <laughs> porn you're watching with with the shark guy. Shark junk. I don't I don't want to hear about that stuff. I don't want to hear about the birds of prey uh, junk. Anyways, okay. So uh, so it's supposed to be an emotional goodbye to Duncan, but it's not. So Carol and the horse catching team continue to try and fall and f- fall out of the script and fall, and then they see. Uh, they see the they see a horse and they start runs away or when the horses is dead all gutted and stuff and then kelly starts to cry and we get some arguing about how it's too late and they should go home and carol says no we're not we're not giving up we need these horses and they need the horses so they're gonna they're gonna keep going they're gonna keep fighting this good fight until until they can't anymore they're gonna catch these dang horses yeah and she makes it sound like they need them to do pulling and and work and all that shit she wants she you need the food she's hungry bungry and uh and on the way back but i'm sorry that one horse literally they're all getting like trampled they're not yeah well no they're not getting much food out of that right they're they're, exactly they are not getting much consumable fucking product out of what they just no not unless they're fattening that horse up for like years and they got like two days of food there at like minimum calorie straight fucking protein so on the way back, they they decide they're going to try next time. But alas, they see a bunch of horses running around like BoJack Horseman at the end of one of the seasons. Dinner time. And uh, Ro- Rosita's like, let's trap them in a fence because, you know, like no one thought of that. And we'll just slaughter their asses. That Whatever. And the horses are scared of the ropes. And Kelly's like, hey, dude. And anyways, they all walk up to the horse that doesn't trample them, and Carol nuzzles up to one of them, and they all have a happy moment with friendly food. So then we see Gabriel finally finding that one dude, and he says how they're blessed, and the dude asks him to pray for him. And Gabriel, oh, yeah, they're blessed. And Gabriel says, uh, no, uh, I won't pray with you. And dude says, I thought you were a man of God. And he says, well, here's the thing. Now we're getting a, we're getting a theme here, too. Because we got the whole like I'm blessed and pray for me shit. You got the, the the dude on the fucking the burned up crispy dude who's got Judas above his head, and you got the the church stand up going. Yeah, I, I'm 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 ca- I'm catching a ridiculous theme with these douchebags. God's dead. Yeah. Oh, and then we get the line from the trailer. Basically, Gabriel says a line because the script told him to say it because they needed it in the trailer. God is not here, and he kills him. So we oh, see yeah. Ma- Maggie and Negan talk about rethinking her plan, and he said, and Maggie says, "You can trust me. Your friends trusted me." And she, Maggie says to Negan, "You have all those dudes fooled. I know who you really are. Get the fuck out of here. You're a piece of shit. You'll always be a manipulative piece of shit. And you have everyone in Alexandria fooled that you're one of our friends. Stop being one of ours. Go fuck yourself." So. How do you feel about what Maggie said to Negan right here? Do you think she's well, right? Meanwhile, meanwhile, isn't the kid that has got his gut cut open one of Negan's last? He was. He used to be. He let. He ended up leaving right, the Saviors. He was okay. <laughs> he I thought. Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't he Negan? He he was one. He was. I mean, they were all Negan. What? Uh huh. Aren't you Negan? You're Negan. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We're all Negan. But he's such a good guy. And look at him say, "Get back and save." save the children 
We get Edward Martin in the live chat. Great to see Edward. What's up, Phil and Joe? Just popping in to support my brother, Phil. What's up, chat? And thank you so much to everyone that has checked out tonight. We're still got a little while to go here, uh, but we're, we're nearing the end of this episode. But we very much appreciate all of our viewers and all of the Super Chats tonight. You guys have been excellently amazing. And and uh, okay, so Maggie and Negan talk about rethinking the plan, and they head off. Alden asks her if she's fine, and Negan, she says, "I can handle Negan." And she says, "No, it's not about Negan. It's about Alexandra Town and Hilltop and expectations for Herschel." And I can honestly tell you that I zoned out, and I don't know what they were hell they were talking about. But nice visuals of very slow walkers following them. That a couple scenes later were right on top of them. It was weird. Like we we see a moment of the walkers walking really slow behind them, and they're just like. Eh, now we don't have to worry about them. Like they're just background noise. And then later in the scene, we they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Stupid. It's stupid. Negan finds a walker strapped to a tree with a sign, as Joe was mentioning, that says Judas and or Jada. Ju- no, it says Judas. And then we uh, and then in the snap of a finger, there's just walkers everywhere. They just this magical the the prophets from the wormhole of deep space nine must have zapped them in there like no. from the je- dead gemadars like i don't know they just no, all showed up i've been walking in through the woods before with katie and we're on a path and i say let's take a left here even though there's no path there's no brush but we'll get back out to the main path far before the turn and we can take this other trail and she says, ah, sounds like a good idea. And like a hundred yards deep, I realized, huh, all this little green shit around my fucking mid shin, that's all poison ivy. It's fucking everywhere. And we're standing in the middle of a fucking poison ivy patch that's like 50 yards in every direction, you know. But not quite the same as walkers, I don't think. (laughs) Not exactly. You should be able to see these fuckers everywhere. If they're laying down, you should have heard them getting off the ground. Like, this is ridiculous how many times they use this in this show. Almost, what, every other episode since the start? Like, it it seems like the woods because you don't know what the fuck. A tree and a zombie. You can't tell the difference between a tree and a goddamn. In fairness, zombie. in fairness, just to just to say, like I feel like they did have an episode explanation in why they were in the woods because they were staying because they specifically said we should stay off the roads because of the 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 Reaper people. So we should head into the woods. And someone well, even either way, no, no, and and yes. And I, I no, I think they too. had they made that argument in the episode at one point. One, I th- well, no, it wasn't because it was safer. It was because it would be quicker to stay on the road, so they went back on the roads instead of being in the woods. But this, oh was yeah, that's still, what it was. This was still like, let's leave the building and get out of here quick. So let's let's finish off this episode and then we'll babble a little bit at the end here. Negan finds a walker strapped to a tree. It says uh, Judas. And then we see more actions with Negan and team. I mean Maggie and team fighting off a few walkers. And Agatha gets bit and she's done and she's a fucking moron and how did she survive this long if she can't fight like it's they were all so far away from her they were all so far away from her and instead of just smacking one of them in the head that was grabbing her arm she just watches it's because all of our characters except for our main characters are suddenly stupid even our main characters are stupid but they're stupid with protection spells 
<laughs> I don't. I. They they somehow have protection spells, even though they're stupid. Daryl and Dog went like running towards. Where I'm, the fuck is Daryl and Dog? They just okay. Darryl, they peace. Just gonna keep running off in the middle at the beginning of episode. They Forrest Gump the way his way out. At the, like anytime there's trouble, Daryl, you and Dog are just gonna go your own fucking way and gone. I'm Daryl Dixon and I'm running. running. He just they ran just away. They just did this with Daryl. They just did this with Daryl. They, they made him. Cry crawl in a fucking hole and instead of like just not bringing him back until after this next episode apparently when he because after this episode or whatever they were like oh well we're gonna we're gonna have this cool train scene and then we're gonna have you disappear again <laughs> it's what? it's an interpretation remember what? remember angela king wants us to interpret fantasy like historical so who the fuck is daryl Daryl is Zeus. Daryl's a little fucking gnome that just keeps running away, like at the sight of fucking trouble. Like Daryl is fighting for their lives, and Daryl runs away. Everybody's fighting for their lives. Daryl is Hercules. Everybody's uh, fighting for their lives. Oh my goodness! And oh oh oh, here comes Daryl to make and, all this fucking noise instead of just doing it stealthily from behind. And Cadigan says to think Walking Dead YouTube channel slash recappers praves this fucking show right now. Drama and directing the fuckity fuckity punch of fucking shells. Uh, I mean, Cadigan was saying that there's people out there that have been praising this this beginning part of the season. I will what? say I will say that I didn't I didn't hate all of the first two episodes, but it wasn't good. I, I feel like this is a step back from where they... What? You didn't hate... What? <laughs> I liked a Shut couple... Up, I like some of the... I like some of the Negan and... Shut the fuck up, Phil. I do. Shut the fuck up, Phil. Joe, maybe Come I'm... Come on now. Joe, <laughs> Joe maybe yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm playing a character that's going to lose it by the end of this season. I'm trying to stay positive. You're but... trying to keep oh, viewers to this now, channel man. by trying to appease some people who might be upset that I'm shitting all over the no. fucking Walking Dead. They deserve oh, to be shitting on. Like the people that, whoever just mentioned that, they're fucking, well, no, people, hard to believe people are doing that. Like, Phil, you just did that. No, I She's did. saying how. It's no, I'm no, I'm. I think it's hor that, I think it's horse shit. But I appreciate some of the visual aspects that you what don't appreciate. Visual aspects. Some the of the darkness, how fucking dark it is. No, how you can't see <laughs> some shit, of the choices. You don't have to watch it. Some actually? of the choices for camera angles Dude, and some of the acting choices. The do I need to move my? Because she hears what I'm saying and she knows that shit's fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daryl is Daryl is Jesus Christ. Gotta get laughs at you. Okay, so we're dragged off. We're dragged off to, uh, like I said before, Joe. Some of the things I liked was I don't hate all of the Maggie and Negan interactions with their past. I think some of the acting moments between the two of them aren't horrible. I think Jeffrey D. Morgan continues to be at least charismatic on screen. I haven't hated Princess every time she's on screen. I enjoy her performance individually. Those are the small aspects. So the same shit that we've been saying all along. Yes, but that's the actors are good. That's not making they're not all good. Jeffrey Dean, so I don't want to talk shit about him. I'll talk shit about him. Yeah, okay. Well, I haven't heard it because I, I heard I heard 
many, 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 many hours of horrible fucking dialogue repeated over and over and over and over again. And I'm not talking about Jeffrey Dean Morgan's character Negan. I'm talking about the shit that's come out of your mouth, praising that motherfucker in the in the in the 19 out of 22 hour episodes. No, uh, in the in the two years that it took from no, what you heard from me. To him getting put in fucking prison. And even after that, the dialogue stayed exactly the same. What I, th I think he has been a lot better since then. But I still will hammer my point that initially I wish that Negan was cast as either Stephen Ogg or Garen Dillonhunt. I think both guys would have done a better performance from the early Negan stuff when he was more aggressive and pissy pants Negan. And I, But I do think the broken down Negan in recent years has been a highlight of the show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, you know, like... Okay, Phil, like you said earlier, it's like, you know, eating dog shit instead of cat shit, right? Like, okay, Dog great. shit is You're much more fully filling. dog shit, but you can see the sesame seeds in there? Is that what you're saying? Like, at least I you know can... there's some sesame seeds in this dog shit. Because Are you, you're feeding your dog as sesame I'm seeds? Eating, as I'm eating this dog shit, look at, look at, Jeffrey Dean put some sesame seeds on it for me. You're still eating dog shit. You're still eating the dog shit. You're feeding your dog, dog. Just happened to eat my sesame seed bun from McDonald's Ew. before you decided to pick up the uh, dog shit and eat it. That's a great that's metaphor. That's your analogy. <laughs> no, yeah, I totally. It's I'm. Your, your I, I'm. I'm totally taking credit for that. So, so we're back to Alexandria, <laughs> and they're bringing back the horses. Speaking of some horse shit, we're bringing Why back the horses. The horse shit. And everyone's smiling, and everyone's happy, and everyone's looking good. And Rosita's out. So um, Mag Magna and Carol have a talk and she wants Carol to stop giving Connie hope that her sister might be out there alive. And uh, and yeah, anyways, whatever. Uh, the horse is taking a nap, cuddling with Carol. It's a wonderful emotional scene with Carol and the horse. She tells the Carol, the horse to look at the flowers and it's time for a Sicilian message to uh, to get Johnny Fontaine that pot in the movie. And she takes out the horses, the horse. And in fairness to The Walking Dead, they didn't make this just sort of like an off camera. She cuts the horse. It's dead. It was like a struggle. Like the horse cried. It was sad. Like, it was no struggle. It was a little bit of a struggle. I rewatched that scene. It it wasn't just like you see in some shows. It's just like one shot, and the horse the horse, the horse just died. Yeah, was sad. The, and, and 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 the the not Aaron guy comes in. And Real like, Aaron oh, comes Carol, in. Let me bond with you because they need to get to know my character now. That real Aaron is dead, and put like a pen underneath the neck. Sorry, like, there was no struggle. It was a struggle. They like together. Lifted, lifted the poor dying horse's fucking head and put a pan under his to collect the blood for what blood pudding, I assume. Mm, you can make some shit out of that blood. I don't know. What are you going to do with it? Atari Dead says, notices the awkward, notice the awkward cut between Carol coming into the stable and the horse being laid down. More Walking Ted uh, Muppet babies as they bring in the meat to eat. RJ doesn't want to eat any, any and Herschel says, just... Yeah. It's horse meat. And like, I, I know anything but eating rat in whatever the fuck they can find in the in the like shittiest fucking vegetables with no goddamn fucking flavoring or butter or spices or anything like that to put on the shit. Are you fucking kidding me? They've all eaten bugs, all eaten bugs these no kids. Are you kidding? No, well, Eugene's still like fucking 100 pounds overweight. So, you know, like all of them are. Yeah. Like, whoever wasn't thin to begin with is. <laughs> It's still fat to be to to end with. So like, so there's gotta be there's good eats around somewhere. 
Someone's someone's watching. Carol's making them cookies on the fly, right? Someone's watching the Alton Brown show. Ahmed says, "I cry for the horse. They're majestic creatures, Uh, and I love horses." Uh, so RJ does not want any and he's like eat the horse it's better than those spiders and uh, Carol is washing her hands and we see uh, Rosita sad for some reason Magna uh, what eats what you want to feed me send it I'll eat it Magna Let's eats go. and Kelly I have some stuff for you to eat that uh, Linda sent me that's not for me to eat that I saved for you uh, Kelly sits down and they hung over and Carol comes over and they're ready to head out and look for Connie again Often Negan eating one Wait, of the. Who's looking for Connie? Ah, <laughs> uh, Connie. Oh, don't give him hope. Oh, don't give him hope. That shit. Yeah, that... and they're they're okay. they're giving hope because we know she's actually out there. So we go yeah, off. No, to... she's not. She is. She's alive. We still know that she got picked she? up. Yeah, we saw that in one of the uh, the bonus scenes from last year. So we we go back off to Negan eating something and he's eating the uh, the rations and he spits it out and they need to get off the road. Alden is like, we need to keep going, but we need a break. They conveniently find a farmhouse. Negan checks it out, finds a book. He throws it away. And Maggie says, before you say anything, it's not a farmhouse. It's a church. They fucking zero. They're all in fucking pew. They're sitting in pews. Oh, whatever. They focus in on. It's a Bible. He picks up. It's a book. <laughs> look at you look at you look at you finding all these details like, no, details <laughs> i don't care they, just, they, they focus on the cross he picks up who the cares? Bible. they're all sitting in pews they move i'm desensitized that, show. that so shows how much i was it. paying attention joe fuckhead is talking about pray for me judas out front Oh, like, the, come on. A little heavy handed. So we're in a church here. It's Extremely an- fucking heavy handed. Like, we don't have enough time this season to get into who these people are. So we're going to give it up to them all in supposition. Is that an exposition? I don't know. Whichever exposition. the fucking position it is, we're going to give it to them right in that position. <laughs> so, so Alden says, I'm going to go down. You guys need to leave me. I'm dead weight. She looks pretty good. And dude is like, you need to leave me here get food, leave me. And it's a big, long drawn out scene for her just to leave him there. Negan's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no, what's up? Really funny. New spinoff show. Joe eats the viewers <laughs> mailbox. <laughs> I'd watch that. Negan is like, <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah, dude. Send me shit. I'll eat it. Negan is like, you need to make, <laughs> no, don't send me shit. I won't eat shit. Oh, he dude. will. You, you just said it. You have to eat shit. <laughs> no, there's no shit. I'm eating. <laughs> That's contractual obligation right there. <laughs> Verbal contract. <laughs> I want to eat shit. <laughs> so, uh, Negan says, uh, you're being, uh, reckless with people's lives. Uh, you don't get to decide everything, blah, 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 blah. And, and Maggie basically turns it all on Negan saying, this is all about you. You screwed up what we had in Alexandria. And the reason we're in this fucked up situation is all because of you, Negan. It's all Negan's fault. Do you agree? Is it all Negan's fault, Joe? I mean, I mean, and if they didn't like follow the helicopter to the prison, they wouldn't be in this situation if they didn't like if the governor didn't do that to the prison they wouldn't be in this situation if they if the cops weren't rapist cops they wouldn't be in this situation if mayor joe hale wasn't a fucking scumbag child rapist maybe they wouldn't be in this position if like we didn't have to like handcuff merle to a roof maybe we wouldn't be in this position <laughs> like are you are you fucking kidding me it's been six years now maggie like we're in this position right now because of me you dragged us all out here to washington dc 
a city filled with you know what how many million people 10 yeah i know it's a big deal and glenn's everyone's favorite or whatever but old news maggie and again right exactly get the fuck over you, and get the fuck out you can add this on top of the ten thousand million com- compliment compliments i've given to uh negan i like how jeffrey d morgan's acting choice here isn't a big negan moment he just that's not his acting choice that's the writing when I'm, you didn't let me. Over, you didn't right? let me. You didn't let me finish. The his actual choice of being very calm and just cho- and choosing to stay calm and just be like, you still have to get a choice within the writing or the directing or the acting is a moment that worked for me. When yeah, where he doesn't where he doesn't engage in that shit that it's it's my fault. Yeah, and he just stays calm and's like, fuck you. It's yes, it's, he del- he delivers the line he was given to write that was written very well then it was a uh, then it was a well-written and well-acted line of one uh, of one of the very few in this episode and i enjoyed it right and, but everything that gets you here and everything that take transpires afterwards is such shit that the line is also shit fair enough line is also shit because because at every at every point up until like these last three people are about to why are we carrying this dude through the fucking woods to begin with we let healthy dude die outside the train we weren't going to help healthy dude or Negan before that while Negan was fighting off the walkers or, or well, like Joe I'm just I'm so over like Joe take take a like, drink because we got our big Kev has just give us one more super <laughs> chat donation so big Kev toast to you my friend cheers mm. take the oh. last shot of my last bottle of vodka so uh so she blames him for everything and uh they they need to go get some food. So they hand uh, Alden the knife. Maggie and Alden say their goodbyes, and she tells him he better be alive, that they'll come back for him. As Maggie and Negan goes, uh, they barricade the door. Sad music as Maggie and Negan head off together, and we see Negan killing a walker, and we see blood drip off a crowbar, similar to the way that blood dripped off the bat after he killed Glenn. And we see Maggie looking at it, and we get a uh, sort of foreboding sense of the fact that Maggie and Negan are alone together now leading into the back half of this season. Who knows the next time we'll catch up with these guys. One of them may not make it out of here alive. Joe do, do both these characters survive this journey together? I mean, wait, there's 20, what 20, everybody's dying. Aren't they? Except from Carol and Daryl runaway boy, Carol and Daryl and Rick. Maybe like they were like, they were like, we can't let, like focus on Daryl kicking ass again because everybody will be like, "Oh, Daryl's the only competent one," so we'll have him run away again. That's all he needs. That that's kind of all they really do with him is have him run away. And uh, Big Cat Super Chat says Maggie just needs some D. Uh, and uh, with uh, that was what I think. Uh, not Aaron was. I think not Aaron was uh, one of her guys. And maybe her and Negan will end up being a couple. Uh, maybe they'll get some sparks flying on this trip, Joe. That... I love uh, a hate fuck. They're gonna get a hate fuck going. Possibly. Why is it always devolve into like? <laughs> That's the... because who's tele... gonna fuck who? Because television shows only have one or two, one or two beats that they can fuck do. Fuck or hate. Fuck and or then hate. Hate fuck. Yes, it's the moonlighting thing. It's the uh, Cheers thing. It's the uh, it's the. It's the Lucy and Ricky thing uh, that uh, that started. We better not go there. And since if anybody, Daryl better fuck Negan. There go. He's going. <laughs> it's going. No, I, I was just trying to th- remember the song. He was going to Easy Street, talking about. Dun, 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 dun. 
I just couldn't remember the song. Previews of the show, so Daryl following the Reapers into their lair. So next week seems to be probably a Daryl-focused episode to see what happened to Daryl after this fight. Are you excited for a next no. week possible Daryl? No. <laughs> so at this point... This show does not have me excited at all. I lost all the excitement at, like... No, I, I'm going to challenge you on that because you actually enjoyed parts of last season. Correct. So, I lost all the... So, so you I've enjoyed... Not... Po- you enjoyed lost. parts of the Whispers arc. You told me you enjoyed parts of the Whispers arc. I lost all of the excitement at the first episode of this season. If I was going to get to finish that. No, I would say I would say I, I again I would challenge you. I think you lost your zest for it in those in those uh the co- In the four in the four episodes. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was part of the Whispers, the end of the Whispers. No, I consider that I consider that unique almost. Okay. okay. Okay, Joe, I'll be yes, right back. I lost gonna... it during those four, but take, I was still excited. Take over, Garth. I got to get a beer. I was still excited for those four episodes, though. So that that's not fair to say. I did I did not exude maybe excitement for them all, but I was very intrigued by what they were doing, and I had kind things to say about each one of those shows. Maybe not each one of them, and I definitely had bad things to say. But no, 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 no. Uh, my excitement was definitely lost after the first episode of this season done there was no more it hasn't in in, what's her name took over and there was this uh increased hype for it in my mind and you were very stagnated you were you were more hopeful than i was and then that stagnated and actually just fell right off a cliff right for her first like season Mm -hmm. and okay Okay, right. She's got to clean up Gimple's pimples. She's got to turn into pimple popper. Right, and 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 you, you figured that was, that's what was happening. And then you had like the final, the finale of the Whispers arc, and maybe that was okay. Great, maybe that was her cleaning it up. And I liked what I saw. Yeah, Opie was okay, really good. And then we and then we went into the four episode arc. There, the four episode. I like two of them. You liked one of them, right? I like two of them. You liked one. I liked one and a half. Okay, I, I like I like to I like the Negan episode and I like the uh the the, the I like the Gabriel the Abe one. Gabriel Abe and Half a Daryl. I mean the Gabriel Aaron one, Gabriel Allen. And I like Half a Daryl's episode. I so. I I like the Negan episode and and uh that one. I mean well legitimately there was one good episode. That was probably the best episode of The Walking Dead in in many and many the Terminator 2 episode in many years for me. Yep. For, for whatever it's worth. And then they came back with this last season, and since the premiere, like that was a horrible, horrible, horrible premiere <laughs> episode. Think about what you saw on that premiere episode and how really just boring it was. Ever since Maggie's been back, ever since she walked back onto the screen, that's how they ended the season, right? Like, oh look, everybody, Maggie's back! Ha ha! We know we know before. Rick we know Rick and Michonne and all of our other main <laughs> characters you give a shit about are gone, but Maggie's back, everybody. Don't you care? No, what what is there? It reminds me and okay, Joe, and you know it hurts me to say this. Rest in peace to the amazing Luke Perry. And I loved Luke Perry on nine oh two and on his first run. But towards the end of not the run of nine oh two and when they bring him back. Yeah, because Jason Priestley left. 
Jason Priestley and Tiffany Amber Thiessen left at the end of season eight, I think it was. And then they bring Luke Perry back for the final two seasons uh, because they lost all their star power and they needed to bring back. And when he came back, he just wasn't in it. He was just there to collect a paycheck. And you almost get that kind of feel from Laurie Cohen. Like she tried her little movie thing. She tried her own series. It flunked and she's back because she has to be back. And she's... She's there because they like they don't have anybody else to focus on because they knew because, you know, from main characters, early main characters. And I'm saying this when we're leading into a possible fake news Daryl series, as Atari dad suggests. But I don't think Norman Reedus. I think Norman Reedus is a decent actor. Sorry, Tim. I think he can be really great in certain parts, but I don't think he's a actor that can carry a film or a television shit. show alone. He's more of an excellent supporting actor. And, and here's the thing. And neither uh, can Carol. Disagree. Carol can't support a show herself either. And I don't think the two of them are charismatic enough to, to carry a show on their correct. own. Uh, correct and incorrect. Norman Reedus is charismatic enough to carry a show on his own. He does it for his other show. What, his biker show? His biker show. When he's his, his own personality, show. he's not acting. Ah, ah Norman okay. Reedus. Okay, Norman Reedus is charismatic enough yes. to carry his own show. Daryl Dixon is not. That show. Daryl Dixon's character is not. Neither is Carol's character. Uh, she might be great as a as a person and lovable and have and be able to like. She, I, she, she was an acting instructor. Maybe she could do an acting program or, or something like this where she picks apart and shits on people like yep. we do. There's a lot of things that maybe she could do, right? Like, aside from act. Um, she could be in a Halloween movie. Actress in for a for a program? No, I don't think she can carry a dramatic role in that aspect. No, I, I don't, I don't think as so. As far as TV program, that's all I was going to say. Yeah. TV program. His biker show is not a drama series. No, that's him, that's movie. him being him. He's uh, he's very casual. Him. He's very right. chill on that. And he is, and like even like Jeffrey Dean Morgan is on a, an episode, and like I'm like, wow, both of these guys are just super fucking chill dudes. It's chill, like it's like when you see like, some people you know, on uh, comedians in cars wearing drinking pudding and you you see some of the some of the people together and you're like oh this guy's a chill guy this guy's a chill. it's like those off the cuff kind of type interviews that i enjoy shows and interactions like that and you get to get more of a feel of them as performing people and uh and luke perry yes atari dad luke perry died i think a couple of years ago at this point it was right after he filmed his role for once upon a time in in uh, Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie with Brad Pitt. And while he was filming in that series. Uh, Riverdale, yeah. Riverdale. Um, but yeah, he I believe he had a stroke and and survived for a couple of days at the hospital and then eventually passed. Um, I, people that don't know this, not beyond just 90210, I've always been a <laughs> huge, huge Luke Perry fan. I was fan. talking about a show of his earlier today called American Strays. American Strays, a movie, underrated movie, came, came out a little after Pulp Fiction. It's definitely influenced by Pulp Fiction in the in the editing style and the way it's edited in these weird segments. John Savage, Jennifer Tilly, um, Eric Roberts. Yeah. Um, Underrated ninety, underrated nineties movie. If you haven't seen it, Luke Perry uh, plays a character that's trying to kill himself in 
in different ways. I won't get too into it, but it is it's a it's a good movie. It's a fun watch if you haven't seen it before. Yes. Um, Luke is an underrated performer because of his 902 and onus, but he always made some interesting choices in his film choices, and he's in a handful of really good movies, uh, mostly independent films but he's done a lot of uh, a lot of good work i'm a i'm a big i'm a big closet luke perry fan and i was excited to see him in once upon a time in hollywood and i'm psyched that quentin gave him that opportunity even in that small part and it would have been awesome to see because quentin tarantino tends to repeat use people i bet he would have used luke again i remember hearing him say good things about working with him in that scene and and uh and yeah i'm I'm i i uh and he was always awesome on the Stern show too, being off the cuff kind of humor. Like it, basically he quit Nano 2 and 0 because he had an acid trip and he like in the middle of the night woke up and was like, I just have to get off the show, man. And he called and like quit and like quit the show. He's he's just like a chill kind of uh he was a chill real kind of dude. So uh yeah. Well long overdue, but rest in peace, Luke Perry. Uh, so everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week, uh, to this walking dead recap. Uh, maybe one of these weeks we'll get a good episode, uh, that we can sort of, that I can sort of actually challenge you on Joe. But for the most part, I don't have much good to say about these first three episodes. I struggle not because I'm trying to, uh, appease people that may disagree with you, but because if I'm going to watch this, if I'm going through this, if I'm going to watch these, talk yourself into it. No, no, I'm not going to talk myself into it i'm going to try to appreciate it and not block myself off to any possible enjoyment i am enjoying it i am enjoying being able to talk uh, as much shit as i find about no and i and i love that and i'm enjoying talking shit about it as well but i'm also enjoying watching like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watching the acting of a couple people and i'm not gonna put the frosting on the dog shit and be like oh look it's a cake no Man, those are still sesame seeds. <laughs> are you gonna get back to the shit. wait? Are we gonna get back to the sesame seed dog shit again? You brought us there. You brought us to the shit. <laughs> no, no, Dad no, shit the dog shit. No, the Walking Dead writers brought us here, Joe. Let's yes. let's let's blame who really deserves to be blamed for this situation. Don't yep. blame me for it. And everyone, I hope you made it through the beginning. I'm sorry for the little bit of technical difficulties we had at the very beginning of the show. If you rewatch this, I had a little bit of audio problems. I'll listen back and try to figure out what happened. But I think it, I think whatever it is repaired itself. I think I'm as loud and obnoxious as ever. Atari Dad says, hey, Phil, are you familiar with the Fandom Menace? If so, what are your thoughts on it? It's backlash against. I am not um familiar with that right now i'll maybe i'll do some research on it and talk about it i'll stop to talk too much about it because that just made me think of star like the star wars phantom menace so i'm going to talk about judge or banks right now but uh but i'll look into that atari dad i am not familiar with that a ali says luke's perry's son is a wrestler for aww called jungle boy looks just like him oh that's awesome uh I always in a, in a in a different life. I always thought as as a wannabe actor that if I that I would have had fun being a professional wrestling manager or or uh, being in professional wrestling in some ways or a commentator. Like early on, part of doing this, my some of my is the early influences for talking shit isn't necessarily uh, real radio personalities. It wasn't even Howard Stern or or. Uh, you know, Imus or or Eddie Andelman in our local area. It's Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Hannon and Jesse the Body Ventura doing the play-by-play on WWF stuff. I don't know if you were as into it, Joe, when you were a kid, but in that era, 
I I was huge into watching the WWE and WWF and all of that kind of stuff. And I think uh, Gorilla Monsoon. WWF, uh, right around the time Ultimate Warrior, I was done. Okay, I'm even talking before that. So so when Hogan lost to the Warrior, that was one of your last moments. You watched it when the before that, yeah. Ultimate Warrior is a part of one of my favorite wrestling moments ever when he fights the Honky Tonk Man in like a 30-second match. He just runs in the ring, kicks the shit out of the Honky Tonk Man, and walks out. Anyways, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll be back next week to talk about another Walking Dead episode. I'll be back either tomorrow evening or Tuesday at some point to talk about the most recent episode of Only Murders in the Building. I might be joined with my uh, my friend Evan might pop in to join me at some point. Maybe Joe will join me at some point later in the season as well, or some other guests might pop in, but some of those might be me alone people haven't checked that out as uh it's a newer show i'm talking about uh you can check it out on the channel it's a uh, hulu series starring steve martin martin short and selena gomez uh, it's comedy light-hearted murder mystery not a super serious show but very light-hearted funny steve martin martin shortness if you've seen their stage show that's on netflix and you're familiar with like modern day steve martin and martin short kind of sensibilities and the way they work off each other it, there's a lot of that to it but it also has a true crime podcast uh spoofness to it slash actual mystery to it and i'm going to be talking and walking and, and talking and watching talking and walking talk to, talk talking and watching every episode this season and trying to figure out the mystery okay i got something for you close your eyes oh no yep close your eyes your banner above that has has the uh phone number yes do you have more living no don't peek (laughs) don't peek more living or more dead look at you peeking that's so easy more living. Count. we're gonna see your lips moving while you're while you're reading it too. more living or dead uh, no i would say definitely most of the people up there i don't i don't i don't have to close my eyes i'd say most of the people up there are all dead without even really looking okay glenn dead maggie her character's dead but she's still alive uh what was that what's that next one's name i forget her Is name tara? tara tara's dead uh carol's alive uh what's his name from the wire uh, i forget his name but uh dead Bob dead uh what's her name from discovery dead tyrese dead rick disappeared daryl alive but disappeared right now michonne disappeared curl dead beth dead abe dead uh rosita alive and what's his name alive seven nine yeah most of them fucking dead seven living nine dead most of them fucking dead you guys have been great been watching you guys since 2014 from london holy shit ale thank you so much for all your support and honestly you guys that have been checking us out for so long following us through this walking dead adventure this isn't the last show we're ever going to talk about as we're going to as i said talking about this uh murders in the building we're talking about the lord of the Rings series the game of thrones spinoff series uh, a lot more series the final season of ozarks bunch of other stuff coming up soon uh, but The Walking Dead has been something we've been talking about. The first series Joe and I talked about on this channel. And so we feel like we have to see it through for good or for bad. So we appreciate the people that have been popping on in. And if you have been watching us and you wonder why you don't get notified when we go live, make sure you sign up for notifications on the channel. Even if you are subscribed, you have to make sure you're signed up for all notifications. And you'll get a little alert when we go live, theoretically, if they chose to choose Are there any characters that people care about aside from those in the panel? You mean up there? Yeah. On the show right now? 
Yeah. Are there any characters on the show right now that we care about aside from the ones that are on that banner? Yes. Uh, oh. Shane's kid. I care about. <laughs> <laughs> I care about Shane's kid. I care about. Um, I care about. Serious? I care about Aaron. Yeah, no, I, li- I like the I like the act I like the actress that plays the little girl. I think she's a good actress. I think she she has a decent upside as a future performer. And I like uh, I like Aaron. I care about Aaron. Um, Aaron just died though. No, he didn't. That's not Aaron. God, watch it again. No, watch next week when we fucking I see Aaron it three times. I saw him this week. No, you're wrong, Joe. You're wrong. I I could play the Joe is always right thing right here. Joe is <laughs> Joe is just not just another dumpster. That's I didn't. That's not what I wanted to play. But uh, is, well, this is another dumpster. And uh, this is what Joe always right. No, Joe is not always right right now. Joe, stop, stop, Miles Edward O'Brien. Sorry, our our engineer keeps flashing this Joe is always right symbol all over our faces. You're wrong. Joe is not always right in this case. Joe is always wrong. Shut this off, Miles. Feel I can't. Oh my God, it's so true though. It's so big. Oh my God. So everyone, Joe and I are back on the adventure. We're back on the walk down the street, <laughs> down the path for this final season of The Walking Dead. You guys, stop bringing me down this road, <laughs> Joe. Come with Uncle Phil. Come with Uncle Phil. It's gonna be okay. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for checking us out this week. Joe, thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week to torture Joe Dirty Lock some more for hopefully a good episode of The Walking Dead. It's, uh, we're bound to have one. Odds are, odds are favoring. And I'll be on sometime in the next couple of days to talk about uh, mur- only murders in the building. And I will be on Wednesday night <laughs> on Teflon TV to talk about another Game of Thrones topic. This week we'll be talking about a what-if scenario. What if Carl Drogo did not die. So everyone, thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe, share the channel with a friend. I follow. At what point? At what point? What if Carl Drogo did not die? When? At what point? He surely would have fucking died when it was time to charge into the fucking. That's that's the question, Joe. Tune in. Tune in Wednesday night. He would have lived all the way up until like charge and die. It's gonna be a fun discussion. Talk to you guys next time. Later.